Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, Mike. I, like the Dallas Stars and Tampa Bay Lightning, I'm feeling a little fatigued. What, Mm -hmm. nine periods in the last two nights? A Stanley Cup final back-to-back? What was the NHL thinking? At least it won't end this way. The Dallas Stars, 3-2 overtime winners, double overtime. It was the dirtbag himself, Corey Perry, with the winner. Him and Joe Pavelski, real hot right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they've, they've kept the Dallas Stars alive. We're going to have a game six in the Stanley Cup final because the Tampa Bay Lightning could not quite get it done on this Saturday night. Not, not for lack of trying, though. They, Tampa played a really good game. Uh, they, you know, they, they clearly outplayed the Stars. And this is just – I said it last – I said it the last podcast. This would – like, it, it's going to make no sense, but this is hockey. They're – like, the Stars are missing so many players. Everyone was banged up. Sekera left, came back, left, came back. Everyone – Hudobin's face was redder than, you know, the surface of the sun at the end of the first overtime period. It was, it was redder than those buffalo wings he was eating in that – Famous pitcher with the beer. You got it. Nailed it. And and they still managed to take the Tampa Bay Lightning to a game six and pull it out in double OT. It was it was remarkable. This game did, it, you know, it did drag a little bit at times. I'm not going to lie. After it was a bit of a come down from, from last game's, uh, you know, rip or last night's, I guess, rip roaring uh, dramatic affair. But, you know, yeah. this is this was playoff hockey. This was guys putting their bodies on the line. And it was good to see. Okay, where do we want to start? Good, bad? You know, horrendous Ugly. decision making by the NHL. Where do we want to Where do we want to start with this? Let's 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 do the horrendous decision making by the NHL first, because oh my, like, what? Why are we here again? Like, why why are we doing this on two nights in a row in the Stanley Cup final? And they, what I find funny is like this is the one year that there were no arena conflicts. You know, there, there's no concerts, no one's doing anything, and yet they still scheduled a back to back. And both games went to overtime, and the second one, the most arduous one, went to double overtime. It, 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 this was probably the worst case scenario for the NHL from a logistics standpoint, and it, they I did mean, it themselves. They got exactly what they deserved. You're right. Yes. There was no scheduling con- conflicts. They had nothing but time. I mean, these players have been in isolation for nine weeks. What's one more day? And it could be, you know, it, it could be the decision that you know prevents Tampa Bay from winning this game five, and actually them getting to go home earlier. But that's not neither here nor there. Uh, what ha- happened is the NHL didn't, you know, put their players and their product first and instead put their broadcasting partner first. The broadcasting partner has NBC's, you know, the, the big show, Sunday Night Football, and they didn't mm. want to obviously uh, meddle with NBC's schedule. So instead of doing what was best for their product, they did what was best for their broadcasting partner and they got exactly what they deserved, which was, I guess, what they would have deserved 
was like a really anticlimactic end to the, the series, like four overtimes and it goes off someone's knee and they, they can't even celebrate the goal because they're literally that tired and they all need IVs and there's no celebration and nothing happens at the end of the game because they can't the even stand icing. anymore. That, that would have been the worst case. After the off-time botched icing, that was that's what you're talking about right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one can even think anymore because everybody's <laughs> just too tired. Uh, but I guess they got away with it because they're going to get what should be a proper ending or at least, you know, a, a, an opportunity to have your product, you know, showcased in the way it should be. Like championship be. moments. Like, yeah, we, we kind of, we love how hockey can go to two overtimes and they can be dead tired and all that. And like, that's some, that's a bit of a charming thing about hockey. But if you're having a championship moment as a league, you should put your players in the best possible position to perform. And the NHL simply didn't do that tonight, obviously. No, they didn't. And what's funny is like, yeah, they did it to appease their, fo- their broadcasting partner because they didn't want to com- conflict with Sunday night football. Okay, cool. Now they're going to be conflicting with Monday night football. And yeah. it's not just any Monday night football game. It's probably the most anticipated Monday night football game in as far as I can remember, because it's Chiefs and Ravens. That's actually hilarious because every Monday night football game normally sucks. Like yeah, it normally does yeah. suck. I don't think I've ever seen the best game of the week be the Monday night game in like years. Like it used to be pretty big, I feel like. Oh yeah. It used to have that like pedigree of like the big game of the week. But now it's just like that extra day that ESPN, you know, just tries to get every team through. But mm-hmm. the, the fact that they have Ravens and Chiefs is that Sunday night caliber. It's happening on Monday night when the Stanley Cup final potentially could be awarded, which is pretty hilarious. That's, that's insane. They, the entire point of them doing this, of, of putting these players through hell, through this, through this uh, uh, you know, grueling seven stages of hell they've just been through, it was to avoid the NFL, was to make sure there wasn't a conflict. And now they're going to be going up in exact, like, it's, they're not just going to conflict. Their games start at the same time now. Like, it's, it's Monday at 8. And it's going to be going up against what will likely be the most watched regular season football game of the last five years from a ratings perspective. It, it could not have backfired on them harder. It, it's, I love it. It's so funny. It's, uh, it's so NHL, it hurts. Yeah. That's really all I can say. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the actual happenings, I guess, in the game. Uh, I think we should start, well, Anton Hudobin kind of uh, redeemed himself a little bit, stopped a personal three-game skid, I guess, you know, a team three-game skid. But this was all about the. This game was all about. In the last two games, really, have been all about for Dallas. Their two key free agent acquisitions, Corey Perry and Joe Pavelski. They've scored the last six goals for the Stars. Obviously, the three tonight were incredibly important. Corey Perry got two of them. Uh, Jim Nill probably should have got Executive of the Year in hindsight if they didn't give out this award right before you know the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, and Lou Lamorello got it. But clearly, these are the two additions that could potentially raise or upgrade the stars from, you know, that talented team that, you know, maybe reached its potential in the second round, the team that actually has a chance now, they're two wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Cassie Campbell said a really good, uh, made a really good point on the post-game show where she said, you have one, uh, you have one veteran in Perry who is scrappy and he's been there and he's won. And then you have one veteran in Pavelski who's scrappy and he's been there and he's lost. And you have those two perspectives, both you've that, those two perspectives in the locker room for all these young guys and all these guys who just haven't been there and haven't won before. Because um, you have the experience from Perry who knows what it takes to win and who know, who's been at the top of the mountain and can give that leadership and can give that, you know, that expertise. And then you have a guy like Pavelski, who this could be his final shot. Like, we don't know. 
Um, and and mm -hmm. so he he has that experience of making it right to the tippy top and not being able to cross that last hump. And so he's got that hunger and he's got that drive. And you, and players can can look at him and and go, we got to win it for we got to win it for Joe. And I think that's the perfect combination of those of those two veteran presences that you you know that 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 are talked up so much in the playoffs where you have, you know, let's win it for Ray Bork. You know, you have the, you have the veteran who wants to do it. And then also the guy who's been there. It's a perfect compliment. And they've, and, and they've, they've backed it up. They, they, between the two of them, they've scored the last six star goals. Like between, mm -hmm. and they've come at the most timely possible moments too. Joe Pavelski's goal um, to tie the game was incredible. Like it, it was not only, not only was, was it a timely goal, obviously, but it was a really nice goal. And then Corey Perry scored possibly the most Corey Perry goal of all time. Uh, mm -hmm. it, he, it would have been just different if he punched the puck into the net. That would have yes. been his, or slew footed the puck into the net. Um, but he, it was, and and his hands in front of the net are so deft, like are deft, deft. Yes, um, yeah. it's one a.m. Bear with me. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, like it's his hands are so deft, and you know, usually a lot of players when they get that chance in front of the net, right in front of the slot. They'll they'll put it right into the pad, or their instincts will instincts will will kick in, and they'll try and just swoop it in right away. But Perry, like he hesitated, he tried to get the puck around Vasilevsky's glove, and it worked. And it just it just shows. I think those two players they complement each other so well in the intangible side of things, and we're seeing it play. And they they hung on for, to live another day. That was vintage Corey Perry. You're right. I mean, that type of goal is how he, you know, that's how it used to go in for him all the time. Kind of that mix of really talented forward with grinder. Uh, not quite a power winger, but an agitator who can score goals. Like he's been, he's been doing that for a very long time. He doesn't do that all the time for this team anymore. He's not that talented of a guy anymore, but he can play in front of the net. I mean, he is one of the most experienced guys in that area and that experience shone through a little bit. And I think, or a lot, and I think what he also should be credited for, I think he's been the best player for them over the last two nights, yeah. uh, which is you know strange because he's one of the older players and maybe one of the guys that would be laboring a little bit. Uh, but he sh should also get a lot of credit for turning Tyler Sagan's season around or series around a little bit. I mean, he, he, you know, they, Rick Bonus brought up the blender and Sagan got demoted, I guess, to that second line uh, with Perry. And I think the two of them have been very dangerous over the last two nights. Uh, it hasn't translated into Tyler Sagan scoring as our account yeah. knows very well. Um, but it's, it's resulted in three goals for Corey Perry, who's uh, who is probably the reason why the Dallas Stars are still playing, really. Uh, I mean, obviously, Pavelski has a lot to do with it as well. Both them together have been sort of the guys that have kept their season alive. It's always going to be the Ben, Sagan, Klingberg, Heiskanen show. Uh, but these two guys have uh, sort of proven their worth. And, and it wasn't unanimous when, when Jim Nell went out and signed these guys. The Pavelski deal in particular, I mean, that was a lot of money. And I keep saying that, you know, the Ben deal will be worth it and the Pavelski deal will be worth it if they win. And I guess it would be. And it probably is worth it now. But I also was thinking, well, they're not getting any playoff revenue for this. So those are big investments. And if, you know, the return, you, championship, Stanley Cup championship merch, yeah, you can make a little bit of that money and it'll all be worth it. You know, as an owner, you see your team win a Stanley Cup. All those investments are worth it, right? But if they lose, then maybe they don't feel the same way because they're actually – you know, losing money this season, like all these other teams. So big investments, big risk, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, the stakes are huge for this team. They are the same way for the lightning, but you know, these were massive additions that they made. Maybe Corey Perry didn't cost as much, but they went out and bought at, at last summer to improve this team. And it's worked to this point. And it might be the difference between them actually winning the Stanley cup. It's pretty remarkable how big these next two games are. Obviously it's the Stanley cup, but 
there's just a little bit more to it. I have, I have a real soft spot for players that get bought out and then immediately go to the cup final with a new team the next year. And it's funny because we've seen two overtime winners in back-to-back nights be scored by players like that. True, true. And it's, it's, there's, something, there's something about having teams who give up on players eat crow the next year that I just love to see. And it was almost like that with, uh, it, with the Sergeyev goal, too, with, with Montreal. That was the conversation that was circling around uh, Twitter a lot during the game was that, you know, if this score – score holds up then uh yeah it's gonna look pretty bad in montreal you're right Corey perry he's probably been their best player in this series like just bar none and he's reignited tyler sagan sagan had you know we've ragged on him a lot and i didn't even really notice him that much tonight but it was still three assists you know he assisted on every single goal that the stars scored tonight and he's finally putting up at least the statistical numbers maybe not the goals but but in terms of of the assists he's putting up those numbers that that you want to see from from a player who's making as much as tyler sagan is so Good on him. Um, it's, it's good to see that from him. And, and there's – look, let's be real here. The Stars shouldn't have won this game. They shouldn't be here. The Cup should have been awarded tonight. But good – like, teams like this, they're gritty. They hang on. They, they fight through this. And they had every single excuse tonight to just cave. The back-to-back, the players that were injured, the – you know, their goalie was laboring. He's never played it, it, it this much before. You know, they lost – they even lost, you know um, – I said Sekera during the game. You know Dickinson mm-hmm. uh, uh, was laboring during the game. It was just it was it was going back and forth, and yet they pulled through and they and they went into double overtime and they were able to pull it out. It, it's remarkable. And I think look, we, we want to talk about momentum. The Stars they they just went through hell and they walked out the other side. Uh, this as much as I think Tampa is going to wrap it up on Monday night. There's a like I said with last last podcast. There's something in me right now that's saying, "Oh man, the Dallas Stars can make this really interesting." Definitely. I mean, we're at the point now where there's no room for error, really, even for the Lightning. Because if you do lose Game Six after blowing a chance in Game Five, then you're getting to the point where you know all that equity you built up in the series, where you have the pressure off and you can play freely, that's all gone out the window. Yeah, they can still win. They still have two chances to win the Stanley Cup. But if they blow the game six opportunity, then it gets really tricky and it gets really nervy. And then you start thinking about all your past failures. And then all of a sudden Tampa Bay isn't the comfortable team. And the team that has nothing really to lose and can play freely is Dallas again. So game six is obviously massive for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who you're right, probably should have won this series already and probably are still going to win this series. They've been the better team start to finish. Well, maybe not start because they didn't really show up for game one. Mm. But since game two, they've been the best team. And by, by a lot, too. By a large margin, yeah. and, and clearly this is another example. I don't know. I I wasn't following natural stat trick as closely as maybe other games, but I know that you know the Stars had one shot in the first overtime, so it was mm-hmm. clearly going the way of Tampa Bay, and, and you know the eye test bared that out as well. Uh, but again, you're right. It's going to get a little bit more interesting, and I, I understand why you have that feeling because there's something deflating about you know you're looking over. Your, maybe you're not. You know, maybe you're not seeing the champagne get put on ice. But you know what's happening. You know the cups in the in the building. You know, know all these celebrations are planned. You probably have, you know, the nicest restaurant or party room booked out in that hotel ready to go. Like, it's hard not to think about those things. And they surely were probably thinking about it after Sergey Chef's goal went in. And now you got to do it all over again. And it's difficult to do that. And, and they're a team that, you know, while it seems like they've gotten over all these humps this year, all these past hiccups, their torment in, in recent seasons, uh, their postseason failures, it looks like they've really matured beyond that mm-hmm. affecting them. But now here's another opportunity for them to show that because it, it's going to get tricky again. 
Exactly. And the mental, like it's, as much as we want to dismiss the mental aspect of the sport, it really does it like matter when the games are this tight and when you're going into the final stretch of your season. And I think what, ha- what really was, was good for Dallas in this game is that it was a disappointing outcome last night, obviously. And so they were, or I guess two nights ago now, considering it's past midnight, um, and they were able to get right back on the ice the next day, not overthink it, not stew on it, go out and fight and, and fight like an animal, kind of, like a caged animal, an animal with their back against the wall to save their season. And now they're, now the momentum's in their corner. They're, they're flying high. They survived. They were able to, to get there. And now Tampa, Tampa's got to stew on it a little bit. Tampa's, Tampa's got to, they, they have, they have, you know, a day and a half off now where they, where they can think, oh man, we dropped that game. What if we do drop this series? What, you know, what all these little itty bitty mistakes that you make, every player makes, they kind of start seeping in. Whereas Dallas didn't have the opportunity to do that. They didn't have the opportunity to overthink this game. They just went out and they kind of played just purely on instinct. And they were able to rope it up the lightning into, into winning tonight. And that's great on them. But now Tampa, that doubt could potentially seep in. And those, those cracks could kind of form with that extra day of, of rest that, you know, that Dallas didn't get. And so it's uh, the mental kind of chess game that's being played here is going to be really interesting to see because. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, this, this, could, this is as open as I think the series has been since, uh, since game one. Like it, as much as Tampa is, is one game away from winning this thing, and they, they in theory should have the momentum, and in theory, they should be the favorites. Uh, there, it doesn't matter if you if you've outplayed that team, you lost. And especially in double overtime, with the players that they with as much as these guys are playing, as much as they were throwing it out there, Hedman had a three minute shift at one point in this game. It was crazy. That there there could be a little bit of that doubt seeping, and I wouldn't be surprised if there might be some jitters. They've blown stuff before. We've seen it. So I don't know. It'll be it, like a. It's a cliche now, but it will be really interesting to see how they respond to this. I don't know if the Dallas Stars are going to want to see another overtime, but oh. maybe they will because I don't want to see that, another overtime. <laughs> I don't want to either because I, I just want the game to be played the way yeah. it should be and officiated the way it should be because we saw, you know, Dallas, it burned them in game four that mm. they, you know, that they were a little bit over exuberant, I guess, in the overtime period and trying to take liberties that maybe they weren't going to get away with. But in game five here, I mean, th- there could have been multiple penalties called on them, multiple opportunities oh, yeah. for each team on the power play. And the referees didn't didn't want to be a part of the narrative again or, uh, for the second night in a row Red. and completely stayed out of it. Now, that's fine. But this is all it all tra- 
traces back to the Corey Perry thing in game four at the end of regulation. They didn't call Braden Point for that embellishment, which he did not embellish because it was stick on balls. Yes, Corey which hurts, Perry, by the way. Which hurts. Then they wouldn't have gotten involved in that game, and then they wouldn't have thought, okay, we made a mistake. We got to call Jamie Ben for that. And then they wouldn't, the next game or the next game here tonight decided, well, we can't get involved again. So we're just going to let everything go. So all this, what was really frustrating, you know, period in a bit here in this game, I found because it didn't, it wasn't the game being played as it should be. You know, we had one team that had no shots and a lot of penalties that weren't called. And it was frustrating because you're staying up all night watching a game that doesn't even look like the game you started watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was all because of what happened in game four. Like the refereeing in this series has not been good. And I'm just hoping that we get a clean game. I'd like to see the lead changes. That was fun tonight, but I don't really want to see the next one go to overtime because I don't want it to be all the, like if we, if that happens three games in a row, the amount of complaining over the refereeing is going to be just, it's going to be brutal. And I just want to avoid that. I want a clean break from this series, head into the off season on a good note. Exactly. You don't want to be able to predict the officiating trends here because that's when you know that it's not real. You're not actually exactly. judging the game. And we, like everyone called it, we, I'm not even going to give us credit for this because it was, just, it was just common sense. Everyone was like, okay, after the, after the absolute you know, garbage pile of, of officiating that they had last night, now it's going to be, okay, the cup's on the line. The referees don't want to be part of the narrative anymore, like you said. So they're definitely going to swallow their whistles. And you're right. There were three combined penalties in this game. And that was it in, in a game that, that took in a game that had, you know, one and a half extra periods. Like it's, it's insane. Call. It doesn't matter if you want to call everything. It doesn't matter if you want to let everything go. Consistency is key. Just call a consistent game. What applies in one game should apply in the other. There shouldn't be a sliding scale. It's a very binary, very binary thing. You either broke the rules or you did it. And it, right now the, the refs, they they're, the scales are sliding all over the place because I, because next game, who knows, there might be a million power plays. There might not, there likely won't be because you know, it's another elimination game. The refs probably thought, Oh, we don't want to, but I guarantee you, it'll be pretty even on that stat sheet. It'll be, you know, two to one or one to zero or something because they, or one, one, because they love to keep those penalties even. And it's just unfortunate that we can predict now officiating trends, which kind of proves that you might as well just rep this game with an algorithm opposed to, actually having humans there because what's the difference they're just gonna they're just gonna pre, they're just gonna call it in the same trend that doesn't actually mimic what you're seeing before you i would have said that you know three penalties would have been perfect for dallas and maybe it would have been but i actually thought they were i i actually thought they scored a power play goal it was over two i don't know if it happened right at the end or, or what happened there but maybe i'm completely misremembering it has been a long night it has been a long two days um, but they had coming into this game, like their top penalty killers, nowhere to be found. Everyone that's been killing penalties for them has been injured. Yeah. So if you gave, if you gave the lighting a ton of power play opportunities tonight, it would have been Over. curtains for the stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually, they only had two opportunities themselves, but the fact that the lightning had one power play in an elimination game yep. that went five periods. Yep. Like, come on. I mean, there was some egregious ones on lightning players where that lightning players got away with two. But I, that's just – that's ridiculous because this is a team that was going for it. This is a team that was enterprising. This is a team that was, you know, dominant for large stretches of this game and one power play across five periods. That doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. It's a shame, it's a shame that, that we're, we're having to talk about this on a post-game pod when, you know, 
when it was a double overtime game that extended the Stanley Cup finals. It's the shame. Like, ref, the referee should not be part of the conversation. And, and there's no accountability. We don't get to interview them after games. They don't have to do a two-minute report like they do in the NBA. There's no, you know, there's, there's no statements. There's nothing. Or if there is one, it's Cole and Campbell being, don't, don't insult my boys, kind of, <laughs> you, know, dis, you know, disguised in PR kind of, you know, jargon. It, yeah, it, it, it is a shame. Okay, Cons, my check-in. Let's close it on this. Uh, we were, you had Hedman. I had point mm-hmm. last game. Uh, I guess the Stars are maybe a little bit closer to having yeah. entry in there, but I think we probably are both leaning toward Lightning players, given that they only have to win one of the next potentially two games. Uh, what's interesting, though, is Victor Hedman's coming off maybe his worst two games yeah, I know. of the playoffs. <laughs> uh, fresh in the mind of voters who are watching, obviously, uh, I think most of the uh, – I guess – all the voters historically would have been at these games, but I guess that's not possible anymore. Um, but Victor Hedman, uh, yeah, two rough outings. Yes. Might still be the lead dog, but I went with Braden Point last game. Guess I got to stay with it, even though Nikita Kucherov was probably their best player tonight, or at least mm-hmm. their most dangerous offensive player. I'm going to stick with Point. Um, and he was just an edge over Hedman, who I had before. Um, but I really think now it could just be the guy who is the hero in game in the yeah. clinching game for Tampa Bay. Like it's that close. I wasn't willing to entertain Kucherov before because I don't think he was as good as point. And, you know, it, you're going to pick one forward, pick the one that's been better to this point. And I think that was point, the more important player. Uh, but I think Kucherov's in it. If Kucherov scores a series clinching goal. Like he really looked like he wanted to do tonight because yeah. he was definitely going for it. Was it buzzing, man. Time. Uh, then I think he could sneak in there as well. But uh, it should be interesting because there's a lot of good candidates. I'm going to go with point two, but I, I think to, me, to spice it up a little bit, the Stars, they did win tonight. They are closer. Let's, let's go in a hypothetical world for the Stars. Let's say they win. Who do you think – who who would be your pick for the Stars? Con Smythe won it. It's probably got to be Hudobin still. Really? I, I, really? I, Hudobin, Hudobin was my guy coming in. I think we talked about that after game one, whether it's going to be Hudobin or Heiskanen. I don't think Heiskanen's been great, you know, for the no, last two hasn't. series. No. And I don't think he's been good in this series, even though he's probably at his best tonight over the maybe the last four games. He's at just least. logged a lot of minutes. Logged a lot of minutes, pretty obviously, excited. over the last two nights. Uh, pretty impressive. Maybe I'll just give it to Corey Perry because he's just, you know, recency bias and mm-hmm. he's just, you know, 07 Corey Perry right now. Yeah. It, it, it's a toss-up between Podolsky and Perry for me. I think I give it to Podolsky just as, as I'm going to go full yeah. hockey man here. Narrative. It's his cup. It's his first cup that he's going to win. Give it to him. You know, he signed, he signed a big money deal uh, to go there. It was pretty risky. You know, seven million a year for a guy. He's what, 34 or something. It's, it's pretty, it, it, it is a risky thing. And he, he showed up. Like this is a veteran who showed up in the biggest moments. I was looking for, I, I was looking for a player in that, you know, they were down 2-1. Uh, the stars were down two one in the third period. I was looking for a player to show up, and it was I tweeted out, you know, Tyler Sagan's played like you know, effing horse s, uh, you mm-hmm. know, this series because because you're expecting a guy like that to to show up, and and lo and behold, Joe Pavelski goes in with with all the flair, his beautiful white stick. I love that white warrior stick that he uses. Goes in, yeah. He if the stars do end up pulling this miracle off, because I think Dom Lecision updated his um, his model of of the I guess the the probability of the stars winning the series and it went from 5% to 15% now. So it's not like they're, you know, really challenging. That's a big jump, but it's still 15%. Um, still 50%. Looks like a math test score that I would get back in the day. Um, nice. Yes. Uh, 
it, it's a shame that that might be actually a little, little more accurate than I was hoping. But um, it, yeah, it's I, I, I got to go Pavelski. Just pure narrative, and also he kind of deserves it. Like it's a toss up. No way who'd open is is it for me? He's had he's been he's been far and away the second best goalie in this series, and he he like cost them the game last game. Like it was His whole body of work though. He could win the next else, two himself. No. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because we have to remember this is a, this is. I not, feel like if if it's not if, Finals sorry. MVP. This is this is playoff no, MVP. Playoff MVP. If and if they're gonna win, he's gonna have to be great. You yes. assume. Um, but I'm glad you censored yourself on Joe Pavelski because you're only allowed to swear when you're really angry at the Maple Leafs. Yes, and that's, that's only one. That's in your contract, and it's you know it, we're sticking to that. I'm only I'm only allowed I'm only allowed to swear when the Leafs lose to their AHL backup goalie. That's the only time, and I have that to get is, approval right. from Ashley, our producer, too. Yes, that was, and she she was wise to say yes in that instance. I think it was I think it was the one it was the break glass in case of emergency uh, podcast. So I, I'm glad she let that one slide. But yeah, it this doesn't warrant it. Although, it, look if if it'll motivate him like it like it did with the Stars owner, then who knows? Maybe maybe I could be the catalyst behind his uh, complete reclamation project here, a redemption story. We could fly you out, get you in the dressing room for Game Six because we're gonna have a Game Six. Mm-hmm. The Stanley Cup Final isn't over yet. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning have to wait at least two more nights before they can celebrate the championship that we always thought they should win. Uh, they might not win it, you know, they don't have it sewed up yet. So we'll see what happens. Game six, Monday night, Ravens and uh, Chiefs might be on, you know, between commercials because that is a big game. Uh, but we'll, but we'll, uh, we'll break down the entire game six and we'll talk about potential Stanley Cup celebration, or we'll preview a game seven of the Stanley Cup final, and nothing's better than that. And there won't be football on Wednesday night, so that's great for the NHL, too. Mike, we'll talk Monday night. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 